All right, guys, another disclaimer here. Uh, it's going to be the opposite of Branch Davidians Part 1. This one is going to start a little weird where Part 1 ended a little weird. We anticipated it being a very long episode after editing and, you know, cutting things out. It ended up not being as bad as we thought, but we decided to make it a two-parter anyway. So if you feel a little confused, I recommend listening to Part 1 and then immediately after listening to Part 2. Uh, that should help clear things up a little bit. All right. Enjoy the show. The following is a fourth hand production. So David called the police and they said, son, you're telling me he dug up a coffin and he wants you to do what now? <laughs> Look, you're going to have to provide some proof of this. We can't just go barging in there looking for this dead woman. You know what I mean, Vern? I mean, David? Come on, Ernest. Get with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Koresh is like, huh, all right. Now what you want? Okay, that's what we'll do. So him and seven armed followers. Because at this point, I think he's ready for his nickname that I came up with for him. What is it? It'd be a pretty cool band name, too. Uh, I'm kind of proud of it, honestly. Battle Messiah. Ooh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Not dude. bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great band name. Battle Messiah. <laughs> so they went in hoping to get close enough for... Just just get a picture of the the exhumed coffin or or even if the body or whatever. Yeah. But then the dog started barking. And Rodin's like, What in the hell are you doing out here? And then and the whole it just this is like Hatfield and McCoy. What is this, eighteen seventy three? They just started <laughs> shooting at each other, diving behind barricades <laughs> and whatnot. What is going on? It really is crazy. I mean, but it was Texas. I guess. Don't mess with Texas. Nope. If, if you're there, if you're part of it, if you've been to Palestine, 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 it doesn't matter. Don't mess with Texas. I am a Palestinian. <laughs> that is my alien race. Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Oh, Julie asked you about that. I answered her. All right. I said I was a blue avian because I was so uh, enlightened and magical. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I agree. Thank you. All right, where are we at? So things went, things got crazy, and I think the farmer called the police, and then everybody got arrested. For temp uh, and then Koresh and his followers were charged with attempted murder, and Koresh explained what he was trying to do because Rodin exhumed a corpse, and during the trial, Koresh, you know, he just put on his charm for the court system, and they're like... You silly kids, you go on, go do what you're doing. It's weird because he wasn't charismatic, according to Thibodeau, but he did have like a sincerity. So not like the typical cult leader who's charismatic and all that, but it's almost like like he was kind and could, could charm you, like you were saying. Like, like he had a way with words that it could just kind of convince people of anything. And and just disarm you on sight. He was just like, hey, man, look, this is what happened. This is just what I was trying to do. I was trying to bring this to light. And the judge is like, oh, okay. 
mistrial. And Ronan's like, what just happened? And then the judge is like, oh, by the way, Ronan, you owe a bunch of taxes on the property that you <clears throat> own. <laughs> <laughs> and then not to mention, I this was not in any of the research I did until I read it in, in this website that I'm reading now. Ronan murdered Wayman Dale Adair with an axe blow to the skull. That'll do it. After Adair stated, <laughs> you damn right that would do it. <laughs> He stated his belief that he, Adair, was the true messiah. And Ronan's like, what in the hell? See you in three days, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> Good grief. That's a slightly different story than I got from this book, though. All right. Basically, what I gathered was George called the cops on David, or whatever the fuck his name was at the time, and said that he was doing some funky shit or whatever and then when they went to george's house they saw the fucking corpse in his house and they're like yo dude what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and that's oh, how that's really? kind of how shit happened yeah oh everything i got was the sheriff he wanted proof first yeah he wanted proof that david was doing shit so then when he went to george's oh. house to be like yo uh, what's going on like i don't see whatever you're talking about he saw a fucking corpse and he's like what the fuck you had the corpse you said he <laughs> had a corpse oh so keep in mind my story is coming directly from people who were in his group so okay okay they could twist it to make it look a little like george was fucked up when in reality it just maybe it played out the way you said it's very possible i Hey, man, take it how you want it. Mm -hmm. When they got back to Mount Carmel, things were a little jacked up because George was not a very good landlord, per se. Okay, sure. So Koresh and his followers had to build some stuff, and they wandered into this one area, and they're like, Ooh, hold up, what's that? Propane tanks, beakers, burnt-up spoons. Oh, this is a meth lab. Call cops. We got to get it out of here. <laughs> So he tried to do the right thing. I didn't hear about the meth lab. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. When they got back in there, they about back to Mount Carmel, they wanted to do everything right. They were setting this up so they can continue building God's army. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to do it by the book. I, that was one of Vernon Howell's, David Koresh's things. He wanted to do everything by the book. He didn't want to piss anybody off. So I think... Part of their part of their money making was selling guns. They would buy guns wholesale. They would sell the guns, but this was after. Like this was after they already did all their crazy trips, as far as I understand. But when they finally got back to Mount Carmel, they wandered into this area that they figured was some sort of crazy drug thing, and it ended up being a a meth lab. So they called the sheriff and said, "Hey, you got to get all this stuff out of here, man. We're not all about this." And that is. A problem that came up later. That was on their property. That was on the Mount Carmel property, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't hear about that unless Thibodeau was like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. I don't know if Thibodeau, was Thibodeau there yet at that point? Because I think Mark, I think Mark Bro was still there at that oh, time. Oh, okay, yeah. And Mark Bro was like David Koresh's best friend. He was his buddy yeah bro wasn't there when Thibodeau came came about okay 
uh, what happened? So now they're they're on they're in Mount Carmel, all settled in, everything's just fine, and and then part of the the Book of Revelations is something about this person having twenty four children to be judges. You got that? Yeah, they. I mean, they talked about it a little bit in the book, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know the Bible very well, so I don't either. Uh, so I'm just going by everything that I've learned up to this point but it was something about having 24 children from 24 different women so that's what Koresh was trying to do or or maybe just 24 children from the chosen one or the lamb of god so that these 24 offsprings can then be judges later on in in eternity yeah because different women that would go directly against what they teach the you know christianity god jesus all that yeah but dude's like i'm i'm gonna need your daughter i'm gonna need your wife your wife uh, is she old enough yet all right give her a couple minutes she'll be fun i need your wife you say she'll be fun (laughs) fun fine (laughs) but no this is when things get dark and creepy yeah and uh, this is this is part of the reason why i think texas is like Hell no, we're not playing with this. I mean, they had they had the guns, and they were at a level of somehow they figured out whatever was bought, whatever was in stock or whatever, could be turned into from semi-automatic to fully automatic guns, and that's a no-no. Yeah, they. I mean, they were charged. One of the charges was stockpiling weapons as well. But is that a crime? I, you know, I don't know. I I would say, how the fuck can it be? Yeah, like, okay, you can own 15 guns under your name, and that's it? Like, what are they going to do about all these motherfuckers buying all the toilet paper? <laughs> Stockpiling toilet paper. 15 rolls per person. <laughs> that should be a crime. If I can't wipe my ass because your bitch ass fucking bought all the toilet paper, you need to be in jail. <laughs> Excuse me, son, are you stockpiling toilet paper? No. Uh, no, sir, this, uh... This room's just full of guns. Don't, it's, I, but I don't have any toilet paper. All right, this is America. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) You got any rocket launchers in there? Yeah, I do have two of them. Good boy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. You're going to need them when the Iraqis come. Uh oh. (laughs) Otherwise known as ATF. (laughs) Oh, man. So we talked in the beginning how I had some controversial opinions on this. And I've said it before. I should note that I got this confused with Ruby Ridge, which happened right before this. Yes. And it was a huge, huge fuck up by our government. I I wanted to talk to you about that. And while we're talking about it, do you want to do that as next Friday's episode, potentially? I don't know how deep that story goes but atf was uh, a little trigger happy a little yeah yeah they've i'm not gonna get into it now i'm not no do you want to get into it later because it it happened like 30 seconds before freaking waco went down they're like we fucked that up let's uh can we get can we get a second chance yeah (laughs) you don't get a mulligan motherfucker it's not golf (laughs) no Alcohol, tobacco, firearms. 
This is not hole two. Shit. <laughs> I missed the ball. Mulligan. Mulligan. <laughs> and they messed this up real bad. Look, I hate the fact that David Koresh decided, you know what? I'm going to need a bunch of babies. And they're going to come from your wives. One of the wives that he impregnated was his new faithful, Steve. Oh, yeah. Like, ah, uh, that's fucked up, dude. Like, can you... Mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Some, somewhere in the midst of that, his best friend, Mark Bro, is like, he just married, um, damn it, what's her name? She's got a funny name. Yeah, I don't remember what her name was. Baron Yai. Baron Yai. Wasn't it Baron Yai? I have no clue. I don't, I don't know what her name was, but I- There was a, give me just, go ahead, you, you do your thing, I got a picture. Well, I was just going to say, didn't, because Koresh came to him and was like, look- you're not going to be able to have sex with her anymore and all this. And, he, and bro was like, fuck, dude, we just got married. Fuck you. And, like, that was part of the reason he he got out, right? Yeah, she's she's my wife. And and, and he was like, uh, dude, I'm pretty sure that's not what it says in the Bible. This is not what you're supposed to be doing. This is nowhere in the Bible. Right, yeah. Put another shrimp on the bobby and go fuck yourself. He was the uh, quote-unquote sinful messiah, right? He didn't call himself that. I think everyone called him that, though. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's that's where we're coming down. But, hey, man, I kind of like Battle Messiah. But I like Battle Messiah, my, too. My personal opinion. Let's start a band, dude. I can't play an instrument. I can play more cowbell. Triangle? If you want. I can do cowbell. Oh, cowbell. Yeah, cowbell. It's just the whole band is just going to be a percussion because guitars are just... We'll find a guitarist, I guess. Yeah, they're too complicated, man. All the... You just got to move your fingers too much. Oh, yeah. I don't know that. No. Do you want to do a cowbell and sing? Or are we going to have to get a singer, too? Well, if we want to be good, we should get a singer, too, because <laughs> we don't want me up there singing. <laughs> oh, we have a, we're just going to do cover. We're just a cover band with no with no uh, singer. I could play guitar if it's a Guitar Hero guitar, and it's just Ooh, Guitar Hero songs. It's going to be tough finding tabs for, for songs. Guitar Hero tabs. All right, let's see. Red, green, blue, yellow, blue, green, yellow, 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 <laughs> yellow, yellow, green, blue. It's going to be tough. <laughs> Through the fire and flames by Dragon Force. <laughs> you can't say it that fast. It's, you can't even. It's so fucking fast. It's just all of them at the same time. It's insane. I, my, my hand does not work that fast. But yeah. It was tough. Her na- I'm pretty sure her name was Baron Yai. Something like that. She, I mean. They hail from Australia, so things are not American there. I mean, it's not traditionally American to call your daughter Baron Yai. No. No, it's not. Damn it all. I can't find that picture. But anyway, Mark Bro and that, that was her last name. I don't remember her first name, Baron Yai. But they were like best friends, and Mark Bro's like, dude, this is not what you're supposed to do. I, I can't hang out no more, man. I got to go. Yeah. Well, Koresh told the members of the group that sex needed to cease because it was a distraction and that married couples had to separate and only Koresh, only Koresh was given the authority to have sex with anyone he wanted in order to procreate the inner circle that would establish their new kingdom. Ah, yes, the burdens of the prophet and lamb of God. He didn't want to do it. He, no, he he didn't want to do it. He, but he had to. Had to. He had to. It, it was so tough on him, man. I feel so bad for him. 
had to marry that 14-year-old little girl. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. Yep. That's where... That's where it turns. I didn't know about that shit before. Before I started doing the research about all the little fucking kid touching and all that weird shit he did. Yeah, you only knew about the tanks just just ramming hell through the compound. I knew about the siege, yeah. The And I was like, what the fuck? Like, they're just... It's just a religious little compound. Like, what the fuck is happening yeah. here? And yeah, I was the same way. I'm like, this this is crazy. And you, you were kind of convincing me of the fact that there was some serious injustice going on there. And then, you know, each of us get into the story on our own time. And I'm like, in the beginning, I'm like, dude, little Vern's kind of messed up. All right, you know. It's okay. He didn't hit his head. That doesn't turn him into a serial killer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a little rough growing up like that. We're going to be all right. And then he got his charisma, and then all of a sudden he's 19. He gets the 15-year-old girl pregnant. I'm like, all right. All right, Vernie. Do the right thing, Vernie. Come on. And then Preacher Man's like, you're going to hell, son. Get out of this house of God. And he said, no, I'm not, because God talks to me. He already told me I'm not. He told me, you're going to hell. Well, <laughs> who's got the calling now, preacher man? They were out there on the front lawn just doing like wizard battles. Like, <laughs> Their spell book consists of the Bible. Revelations 14. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's another chapter of the, the Bible? John? John 3.16. I call upon the forces of John. <laughs> That's what Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, used to do. Wizard battles with preachers. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was his whole thing. He, oh my god, he was the battle messiah. Fuck. He drank beer too. He wasted most of that beer. You know, you would shake him up and you'd smash them into each other and just like drink. Like, I mean, you got a few ounces, yeah, but the rest of it's on the mat and on your chest and everywhere else. You wasted it. Oh, all that sticky beer all over you. My God. Yeah. Then you got to wrestle somebody? Body slam somebody into it? Yeah. Come on, Stone Cold. Clean your act up. You're the Battle Messiah. Stop it. (laughs) Koresh was the actual Battle Messiah. Then, um, how much more do you want to get into? Because there's, and we could, we could dig deep. So he was marrying the, he was marrying the kids and having babies with the babies. Yeah. Damn it. Babies and babies. That's where he fucking lost me, dude. I I mean, yeah. Even Thibodeau said like if it wasn't for that, this siege probably would have never really happened. But I I don't know he was talking about the seven seals and trying to in you know, open up the seven seals and all that. Mm-hmm. And then when the first siege happened, he got shot in the stomach and in the side or something. The first yeah, the ATF went in once. Was it the ATF or FBI? I think I'm pretty sure it was the ATF. They went in once, and that's when he got injured that time. And then that's when they started having all the negotiations with the FBI and the ATF and all that. Okay. Cause... Uh, he, he already knew that there was some some jackass running around. He's, what was his name? It was it Robert Rodriguez? I think it's what the... The agent's name was. He went undercover to go hang out with Koresh, and boy, did he fuck that up. 
Is he one of the ones who lived across the street from him, basically? Yeah, I think they set up these undercover agents just just down the road from the compound. Yeah. Yeah, we just moved in over there, man. We're just kind of, we're just hanging out. Yeah, look at this cool gun I just got. And Crash is like, oh, you want to know about... He just hit the targets. Oh, yeah, they were they were always out there shooting. Yeah. But Koresh... I don't exactly know. Go on. Well, I was going to say, not, well, not Koresh. Thibodeau said it was weird because that group of people that moved in, the I think it was like three guys who moved into that house. He said there was like, they didn't take like hardly any furniture in. It was all like radio equipment and shit. And they were always out there just like, just, you know, taking little golf shots in the yard. Like, <laughs> they didn't take any furniture. They just took weird radio equipment. Didn't you think something was going on? I think Koresh knew exactly what was going on. Well, according to the show, he did, yeah. In the show, he went over and was like, you know, introduced himself, and he was playing polite, but he knew from the fucking get-go what was up. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. He knew right away. Because Robert Rodriguez tried to do... He tried to look like he was stupid, but... He looked like he was stupid too hard. But then they, they came in at one point, shot some things up, and then and then negotiations started happening. And then that's when he's like, you know what? Yeah, I got a, I got a bullet hole on my side. Yeah, I, 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 I feel those seven seals coming on now. Yeah. FBI's like, can you send some people out? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You just, just go on. And, and, and that 51-day standoff after the first battle happened they you know they were trying they send people out occasionally and then he's like nah i'm not gonna surrender i gotta wait for the seven seals i gotta figure out how to unlock the last of the seven seals and then the fbi is like what the fuck dude we talked about this apparently the whole group thought all right tomorrow's the day we're done so they fucking partied it up the night before they ate like crazy they drank, like, all the whiskey and shit like that. Like, they just went fucking... And Koresh is upstairs laying there like, Fuck, this... Oh, my bullet wounds hurt. Yeah. And then Steve, Steve comes down and he's like, Guys, what the... What are you fucking doing? So, then... I don't know. Steve said some... I can't remember what he said, but he was like... Like, you're not following the word or whatever like that. And then the next day, Koresh was like... Yeah, we're not going now. And then everyone in the group was like, fuck. God's so mad at us because we were getting just fucking wasted and, you know, mm-hmm. being just fucking gorging <laughs> on all this food. God must have told him it's not time for us to go. We got to rededicate ourselves. So they they assumed that. Yeah. Now, some people say Koresh's plan was to go out with them and kill himself on the front lawn. But he got scared, and that's why he was like, no, we're not going. No, 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 we're not going. Well, isn't suicide a whole, that's a big, that's a big, big no-no. That's a big no-no, yeah, in Christianity, uh, I, I, not all religions, obviously. What are you trying to say? Well, fucking suicide bombers all and right. shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's kind of funny, because Bill Clinton, who was the president at the time, said that the FBI mm-hmm. expected it to last no more than a week. It lasted 51 fucking days. So. Right. 
Trust the FBI, right? Uh, I guess. You know they're listening. At least one FBI agent listens to every single episode of every podcast just to make sure we don't say FBI, 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 FBI. My phone just lit up. <laughs> if we say FBI more, does that mean more agents listen? I think it goes higher for, on the board. For, you know, the more you say it, the higher up uh, the priority. Priority. When are we getting Hoover? That fucking guy, huh? <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, things took a turn for the old Branch Davidians. There was, uh, there was something else in there during the siege. The 51 days. It, oh, yeah, they... Damn it, I know I'm forgetting something. Damn it. But anyway, they... 51 freaking days, they're not leaving the compound. They're not going to get groceries. So they got to live on like their... Uh, the lanterns are powered by f- some kind of fuel. Yeah. So they're living on that. They're just they're just roasting Vienna sausages over a freaking lantern at this point. They they let so many go, send them out to the FBI, and they're still trying to negotiate. Dave Dave is still trying to figure out the freaking seals and You know why he agreed to let people go? Why? Because he recorded a message that he wanted played on, uh, I don't know if it was TV or what. And every time they played that message, he would let somebody out. Or was it somebody or was it a kid? I think it was a child he would let out. Okay. It might have been a radio station. Either way, it's every time they played his message. Now, his message wasn't crazy. It wasn't like... I am the one and true leader of the human race and da, 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 da. it was just like like a Christian message like a a sermon I don't think it was that long though I think it was basically like look these are the you know this is what we believe this is what I believe and this is what you sh- you should hear this because this is important and every time they played it he would let a, a person or a child out an adult or a child I mean a, a okay. child is a person but <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. It came back to me. After the first wave of an attack before the 51-day standoff, uh, there was clear evidence out there that some shit went down. Either it was the FBI slash ATF that did some some gnarly stuff out there, or it was the, the, the Mount Carmel folks that were near, the Branch Davidians. But w- during the 51-day day standoff, while they were trying to torture the people inside, playing the screaming sounds of rabbits and bad music for day and night and stadium lights, they were also just driving their tanks all over the place. Try, it pretty much looked like they were trying to cover up evidence of the fuck up the for the first time around. That wouldn't surprise me. I know they did all the torture, the stadium lights, all that shit, the tanks. It wouldn't surprise me if they were trying to cover up evidence. They smashed vehicles. They smashed the kids' go-karts. They were just like, no, we're not. Just smashing everything, man. <laughs> that was a really good tank noise. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah I like I, that. I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> the, the go-karts were actually a really big thing for them because they, they would have, uh, I don't know if it was on Sundays or what, but 
they would have go-kart races for the little ones and they would have dirt bike races for the older ones it was just it was a big thing it was a big everybody gather around like let's have some fun let's do some racing and that sounds like a good time until sounds like a blast until david koresh yeah until david koresh is having courtship with your 12 year old sister then it's a bad time see like i said if if it was just that minus the kid shit if it was just that they should have never ever been fucked with and then even no. with the kid shit they should have never ever been fucked with the the way they were no look i i am not for polygamy does that mean i'm monogamist F- fine yeah i don't dude look one wife's a fucking enough <laughs> know what i'm saying i tell my wife that all the time she's like if something happens to me, I want you to get married, uh, you know, for for the kids. I was like, I learned my lesson the first time. No thanks. Actually, we have the same conversation. <laughs> and she's like, you want to get married again if something happens to him? I'm like, no. Not she's happening. like, oh, great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What What'd you want me to say? Yeah? <laughs> I'll get like no, a nanny or there's something. There's enough women here. I don't also know. You know what? They're, they're old enough. They can figure shit out. I mean, if she wants, like, a, you know, a female role, I'll get a nanny. But I'm sure as fuck not getting another wife. It's got to be like a Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. And sure she's not going to be Lois Roden, 1916. Come on, David Koresh. What? You know what I mean, Vern? (laughs) My God. (laughs) What are we doing, man? I don't know. ATF was like, we're tired of this. Yo, Clinton, what you want us to do? And he's like... Uh, Janet, what do you say? They're beating kids. Get them. The media really did a number on this, too. Oh, there, there's a real, real funny thing about the media. Like, weren't they there days before the siege was actually supposed to happen? Well, it's funny because some of the media who were, they, they interviewed the people and they were kind of like on their side or whatever. They were there behind the ATF. Well, they had to be like stationed on the the farmer's land, not on the Mount Carmel property y- itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah but- they were they were like so far away that they couldn't report actual injustice. Right, right, right. So they couldn't report the truth. They would get whatever I don't know the commander or whatever the fuck the chief told them happened. Right, right. But the media made it out to be like, you know, like like the Alamo. Like the people in there, it was like them versus all of the fucking government officials. And they were out there just fucking, just like going crazy, a barrage of bullets. And that's not what it was. No. The Davidians or the people in Waco or what, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, they weren't. They said they weren't Davidians. They were seekers of, uh, I don't know. They were, I forget what they called themselves. The Mount Comerlians. Uh They were students of the Bible. They didn't have an official name. Ooh. Okay. That's fine. But. That's good. There's no, like, you were. they're not so up their own asses that they're like, we are this cult. Yeah. We are these people. We are the ones. Like, no, it was. Koresh was kind of up his own ass. He's like, look, I'm going to need some wives. You guys want to 
I just want to give up some some of your lady friends. I can't I, I can't get them myself. I just got to convince you to give me yours. Yeah. There was this. Uh, I was talking about the media. There was this guy Ron Engelman. Okay. He was a host of a uh, radio show for KGBS out of Dallas, and he was sympathetic to the group. Uh, he said that he he couldn't believe the U.S. government was attacking them so viciously. Yeah. It was a vicious, vicious attack. People were run over with tanks, dude. Right. And then they blasted through the walls. They threw tear gas in there. And at some point, between the lanterns that they had cooking their Vienna sausages or somebody sparked something somewhere, something lit up and everything just burst into flames. Yeah. We got to start. You think we got to start closing this out? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's still. There's still so so much to the story, but at this point in time, the FBI was just smashing everything. They punched holes through the walls so they could. They punched holes through the walls with the with the nose of the tank, mm-hmm. so they could fling tear gas in there. These ATF and FBI agents are just driving tanks around. Like, dude, why don't you get the license for the tank? So they're just smashing walls. Things are on fire. People are dying everywhere. Thibodeau said, he kept thinking to himself, you know, this this is not going to end pretty, but it's not going to be as bad as everyone's saying. Our government wouldn't do that to us. Our government would not do that to its own citizens. That was like before all this shit happened. And then what do you know? Our government went in and just like, and we look at other countries in the Middle East and shit who like gassed their own citizens and were like, oh, shame on them. What the fuck? Just happened in Waco. Yeah, that was a little bit nuts. Unbelievable, dude. So, there's no good guys. That's how we started this podcast. There's no good guys here. Koresh did some heinous shit. Yeah. Most of his heinousness was, like, trying to impregnate young girls. And that's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yes. But it was... Was it 14... I think it was 14 that was the legal age of consent in Texas at the time. No, no, I don't think so. I think, oh, damn it, I just heard it the other day. I just heard it, and I didn't put it down. Was it 14 or 16? I think it's 16, and even at 14, with both parties' consent, it's still statutory rape. Even in that time? Yeah. It's 16 still today in a lot of places. Age of consent. That's too fucking young. It should be like 21. Oh. <laughs> at 18? Do you remember what you, how stupid you were at 18? Yes. Let me see. 18. I was born in 1982. So 18, I was the end of 2000. I had just finished high school. And then in March of 2001, that's when we found out we were pregnant with my oldest daughter. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> I was like twenty three no, when I had my first kid. Was it? No, no, no. Uh, it wasn't two thousand one. The hell's wrong with me? March of two thousand two. So I was only, I was still only nineteen. She was born at the end of o two, October. I mean, yeah, but I mean, at sixteen. Yeah, we were we were dumb. Uh, yeah, sixteen. Still. You cannot consent. Eighteen. No. No. You're pretty stupid at 18 still. Yes, yeah, sir. Yep. 
I agree. I agree. So. But he got he got the fourteen year old girl, or was she fifteen? Fourteen, fifteen, the preacher's daughter. He got her pregnant, and I think she ended up having an abortion. Yeah, she did. But the, yeah, that's too that's too young. Yes. Period. That's it. I don't agree with that. That is that's it, my big age hang is up. not just a number. Uh, age age becomes not a number when you're both two consenting adults. How about that? Yeah, if one of you is fifty five and the other is thirty three, it's just a number. But when one is twenty two and the other right. is fucking twelve, so when that's a when, problem. Supposedly, when Koresh got with Lois Roden, he was, I think he was twenty four. Yeah, eighty three. 83, I think, is when he was 24, and that's supposedly when he was with Lois Roden, who was in her late 60s, early 70s, or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And, okay, I, look, dude, that's not for me. If both of you are happy, somebody's robbing a cradle, look, that's, that's on you guys. You are now both adults making those decisions. 16, that's not an adult decision. Right. Sorry. Right. At that point, age is just a number. When they're too young Eventually. to make their own decision, when they're still living with their parents because they're not, I don't know, mature enough to do their own shit, it's not a number. It's yeah, a child. If you need your parents' consent to get married, you're too young. Yeah. Ugh. I guess that's my... No, I do not agree with the ATF slash FBI fucking everything up out there. Yeah. But I also don't agree with Dave Koresh fucking everything inside either. Yeah, and if it wasn't for that, I would say let them do their thing. I gotta be honest with you. Good. I'm not... We're agreed. I don't, I don't agree with polygamy. I don't disagree with it. No. But I don't see why it's against the law. That Yeah, that's gonna be half... That's... That's that's up to those adults. If those adults are like, "Yay, sister wives, look at us go!" Fine. If if you want a sister wife, hey man, that's up to you. Yeah. So I mean, aside from the the kids stuff, if you know they want to be polygamists, let them do that. Who gives a shit? If they want to learn, they want to do this religious thing. Who gives a shit? Let them do it. You know what I mean? But just the kid thing. Right. Yes, exactly. Just the kid thing is not reason enough to go in and just fucking go ape shit and obliterate everybody. They thought they were a, a fucking militia. They, I mean, they were armed. They were no. armed very well. But they weren't armed to the point that the fucking agents were. Wasn't it said that they had enough firepower just to obliterate everybody out there if they really wanted to? If they, if the Branch Davidians really wanted to, they could have caused some damage. Well, I mean, they obviously did. They held off the fucking government for fifty-one days. Well, you could you could chalk some of that up to the negotiators being like, "Look, they said they're going to do this. They said they're going to do this. Just give them some time to do this." Well, yeah, but if that was me in my house with, you know, the guns I have, they'd be like, "Motherfucker." No, we're coming in. You're not getting 50, you know, whatever. You're not getting 40 more days until you're ready to come out. 
No. We're coming in after you. Yeah. So the the Davidians had to have some sort of firepower and Yeah. So after this after this craziness, they were like uh you know, th- this was a miserable failure for the for the federal agents. A- any of them, ATF, FBI, whatever level they were, this was a this was a miserable failure. They learned maybe kind of they learned different tactics after this. So uh, now they are more prepared to not look like just complete rejects in a tank, especially after this nonsense. It was Ruby Ridge, and then immediately after, it was this. They look like complete fucking numbskulls, dude. Yeah. Well, the tanks, that's from the military. None of the, I don't think any of these guys were mili- military trained. Well, no. Honestly, the only reason the ATF was there was the the fucking lies that were being told about the Davidians. People were saying that they had rocket launchers, they had all this other bullshit, like they were stockpiling weapons and all this other things, and they weren't to that extent. They they were a little bit. There was not enough evidence for them to just go blaze it in there like that. Well, the ATF should not have been involved, period. The ATF is like, think of the children. The government wanted more manpower, so they brought, they made up the bullshit about rocket launchers and fucking, ta- uh, uh, what was it, uh, tank piercing rounds and all this other bullshit just so they could get the ATF involved. So, boom, there you go, more manpower. The government fucked this up. Yeah. Yes, I I agree. I don't agree with what was happening inside, and I, and I don't agree with how they handled it on the outside. There's no. How many times you got to say it? No good guys. Right. Koresh should have been arrested. And they had ample opportunity to arrest his ass. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. He was, he was in town. He was all... They could have arrested him for the little... The, you know, the, the kid shit. But they didn't. Anytime. They, they went in and no. fucking killed... I, I, don't even, I don't even remember the death toll. One is too fucking many in my eyes. Yeah. One death is too fucking many. Yeah, it was... Com- unnecessarily that that should have been that should have been a red flag on their side when they went in the first time we killed a couple innocents we really fucked this one up we need to step back and find out what's going on yeah yep but i guess on another on another hand they didn't really have much room to stand on they were like "Mm, what about mass suicide well what about it you just killed how many you just killed how many yourself? There was no suicide. Even if that was their plan, mass suicide, let them do it. At least the blood is not on your hands. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're right. Right now, you and I are both looking at our government like, what the fuck did you guys do? You could have arrested Koresh, who did the kid shit, and that was it. That would all that would have to be. But instead, you yeah, went in that, and that... fucking murdered your own citizens. Viciously murdered. Do you think, with what you've learned now, between the personalities at hand, could somebody have gone up to the door? Hey, Mr. Koresh, come on outside. We we got to clear something up, Mr. Koresh. We got a problem. Look, there's there's a lot of talk about you and these guns, and there's a stuff about statutory rape. We We got to handle this. What's going on? And... If anything clicked and that 
officer's head, yeah, that agent's head, you know what? That girl looks like I've got probable cause because I'm seeing this girl. She's, there's a problem with her. Mr. Crush, you're under arrest for, for this. I'm uh, We're going to call it mass pile of guns or whatever the term is. You got to come with us. And then just locked him up for a while. Just kind of stuck him in a hole for a bit. There would have been no repercussions because Koresh would have been like, I got this. You know, God's on our side. I got this. I just got to go. I mean, he could have gone down as a martyr in a sense that way. You know what I mean? Not not by being killed. He, he Obviously, he wouldn't have died. He would have been arrested for their calls and... Yeah. In a sense, it that's could a have been that simple. Mm-hmm. Could have been that simple. I don't think it would have been. Not once the siege took place. Yeah, they were mass piling these weapons for the Battle Messiah. And I don't know what the Battle Messiah is <laughs> next. <laughs> I don't know what his next plan was. Got all these weapons. If the ATF and the FBI didn't show up, they're still mass piling these guns. They're sort of wholesaling. And selling off these guns to, would they still be out there today? And Koresh will be this, this kind of, well, he's only four years younger than my mom. So he would have been this kind of older man, been like, uh, uh, the seal, the seven seals would come to me any day now. Do you think he would have got crazy? What's he going to do with the guns? What do you think? You, you think he would have just taken all of his guns and just marched into Waco proper and just started blazing. No, I think I honestly I think the guns were for self defense. I think they enjoyed guns. They enjoyed shooting. The guns were in self defense. I don't think they would have ever gone into a city or whatever and just opened fire. But he still would have had those little girls. That's the only. That's a big bugaboo in my my argument. Oh yeah, my argument. Yeah, that's the problem. He should. He should have gone away for that. He should have gone to jail. All those innocent people, they should not have been fucking slain the way they were. No. Shall we end it on that? Yeah, you can edit this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. So, I I don't know. Throw your opinion at us. Bring on the word at gmail.com. Get us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Apple Podcasts, five stars, and just, I don't know, just go with... Do you think Battle Messiah is a good band name? All right, yes. Let's just... Fine. We already know there's no good guys. We already figured all the shit out. Five stars. Do you want to hear a song from Battle Messiah? That We're not going to be Battle Messiah. We'll find somebody else to be Battle Messiah. Or do you have a better name? Yes. Suggest a name for this fool out there. I like Battle Messiah up to the point of creepy dark shit. Sinful Messiah, too. Sinful Messiah. That's... That's some death metal. That's death metal. Oh, you could be the singer, dude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look, each song is going to be a minute and a half and going to need three hours between songs so I can get my voice back. Yeah, you're definitely going to need some like chloroseptic and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do we cover it all? Yeah, if you want some cool merch, go to myconspiracytees.com slash bring on the weird. I mean... We tell you every time, tees, hoodies, leggings, wall art, blankets, all kinds of stuff. If you want to listen to the book that I got my research from, go to, what was it? 
audibletrial.com slash Bray on the Weird. Sign up for your free trial. You get a free book. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And then we get a little we get a little kickback on that, and it'll help make the show better. Absolutely. One of these days, we'll do some real research. Yeah, I, I wasn't too good on this one. I was I, I got a little confused in my timelines because I was listening to the book and I was watching the show and I was all I was all fucked up. <laughs> um, still a long mother trucking episode. Anyway, stay weird, world, and we'll see you guys next time.